Legion advisor and Bishop and, and Charlie, interested in your views, obviously, on this. A Alexandra, do you think it is now time to strike? Well, I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile waiting for the inspectors to at least come up with something because it's very strange that nobody is actually waiting for them to discover anything. And uh, the funny thing is, or the ironic thing is, that the Syrian government actually did allow the inspectors to go but said, look, we can't guarantee your safety because the rebels are controlling that territory. They might do anything. So that was the only reason why there was a delay. But it, is, it was always given as if the Syrians were saying, no, 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 we will not allow you to go there. So that, that is very puzzling, actually, why, before any evidence is produced, uh, we're already talking about missile strikes. I could agree more. I, I think it would be quite extraordinary for uh, either the United States uh, or Europe, including the UK, to start launching missiles before we've heard from the UN inspectors. It's like revisiting the whole Iraq weapons issue all over again uh, with uh, acts of war taking place before we've actually heard from inspectors on the ground. Well, how would you explain well, then the report from Médecins Sans Frontières, who say they had some 3,500 people uh, showing signs of, of chemical weapon attack, toxicology uh, symptoms which suggest that, and some 350-odd people dead. There is no question that there has been the use of chemical weapons, but we do not yet know definitively how that happened uh, and whether it was an act by the Assad government. And I am amazed that William Hague is coming out with definitive statements at this stage without listening uh, and hearing directly from the UN inspectors who are acting on his behalf as a member of the United Nations Security Council to discover what actually took place. How, it's, how, it's how, a how, one dance. second, Charlie, because I don't want to keep Alexander too long, and then Bishop and Charlie, obviously you're with us all night. Alexander, how will the, the, the Russian regime, the Russian government, react to what our Foreign Secretary William Hague has said? He has said before the UN report, before the weapons inspectors filed the report, he has said there's no doubt it's the Syrian regime responsible. Well, to be honest with you, everyone is puzzled by why William Hague is actually saying things like that without having any proper evidence in front of him. Uh, it, it, it is very surprising. No, nobody can actually explain that. You know, the, the joke is that he's subcontracted by the Saudis or something, because this is very, very weird what is happening here. Will it anger the Russians? Well, it, it doesn't anger the Russians. It, 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 it is actually terrifies some people at the prospect of having a war in the region rather than just in Syria, because these sort of things, they tend to spread very quickly, and they're already spreading. And if, if America, Britain, and France will get involved there, who is to say that other countries will not be sucked in and we will not have a regional war? That, that is the depressing thing, and I think that not only Russia, China, by the way, is against it as well. I, we always forget about China. It's always Russia, Russia, Russia. China has the same position as Russia, and it's not actually saying that, yes, let's keep Assad forever. What they want is they want some sort of balance before the talks start, because if you don't have, if you suddenly remove Assad and uh, his people, uh, the talks will we'll, we'll collapse, and that's, I think, what the rebels want, actually, because they always said no to any initiative. By the way, on the 28th of August, there should have been, or there should, I don't know whether it happens now or not, there should be a conference in Geneva 
uh, and Syria should be one of the subjects. But, you know, with the situation getting out of control and with Western politicians making such statements, I don't know whether it will happen at all. So it is a very dangerous situation now. And you mentioned all the newspapers, all the British newspapers, on their first pages, they have, we are bombing. I mean, we are going to, 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 to shell them, attack them, and so on. This is already a hysteria which has been whipped up even before the UN said a word about it. This is very dangerous as well. I don't think, by the way, the British public will fall for it. I don't think after Iraq, after Afghanistan, after Libya, um, they will just fall for it and say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go after them. But one thing I need to say here, that if there was a renegade, some general or something, who used those weapons, and if it's proven, I think Assad should step down at once, immediately, to uh, avoid a bloodshed like it happened in other countries. So likely like he's going to do that. Mm. Well, I'm saying, uh, you know, an ideal situation, of course, because we don't know yet who did what. But obviously, nobody... Uh, from the Russian side or the Chinese side would want him to stay on forever. They want him there just for the sake of balance at the moment. But of course everybody wants him to go. Well, the reason Assad's holding off on this conference is he wants to go in with a full deck, a loaded deck against the rebels, which isn't going to be a fair conference. But Is I, Alexander right, Charlie? Is it hysteria on the part of the Americans and the the British I don't know if it's necessarily up. history. Actually, it's, it's it's the opposite. We're in this position because we've we've dally dallied for so long. It's it's too little, too late to be quite honest. But I think something has to be done. As, as far as the UN is concerned, it's a kabuki dance. Uh, we we all know who's behind all of this. I think there's very little doubt onto it. Um, and, but you've and, no solid evidence. Oh, I, th as I think Alexander we, you know, says. we we have in in, some, in, in these sort of cases. You, too little, too late. What would no, you have done sooner? Well, if he if Mr. Obama first off meant what he said three years ago, he he's made a lot of statements. And he's, he's, he's rather feckless. People don't really believe him in his foreign policy. Assad's been getting away with murder because he knows he can. So what would you have done sooner? I would have probably uh, supported the rebels about two years ago, back before there was a power vacuum and al-Qaeda got involved. Now it's, in a sense, too late. But I think something has to be done, uh, at least to stop the killing. I, and, I think and you wouldn't hard... wait for the weapons inspectors to file no, the reports? No, because what's, go what's going to happen is, is at the last minute, Assad's going to pull out or he's not going to let him. This is the same stunt that Saddam Hussein pl uh, played uh, with the inspectors in Iraq, if you'll remember. He'll, he'll, he'll say, no, you can't go there, but you can go here. And as your expert said the, uh, that you had on last night, I heard the, the clip of sarin gas does dissipate very quickly, or you can wash down the, the ground areas and, and, and you won't know it's there. Well, I just, you can't wash down an area the size of, um, the, 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 that caused the death of, you know, three or four hundred people. No, but and, the, and, the, and, and the UN will never come uh, to It is beyond people's uh, clothing. It will, the UN inspectors are experts in this area. Uh, I have no doubt that they will be able to gather some evidence and they will also be able to listen to witnesses, which will, will be able to talk about the experience of what happened. But Bishop, That's it's, already very been it's already been proven on other events. This is not the first time he's crossed the red line. You know, this this is one of the mistakes, again, on, the, on a wider question here. When Mr. Obama, uh, about six months, a year ago, made this comment of this is a red line, when, when you're the president of the United States and you set a red line, rightly or wrongly, you've got to keep to it. And he hasn't. We've, we've already seen chemical weapons used in Syria, and Obama's done nothing. He's, 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 he, the, Would you whole... support airstrikes now, Charlie? I, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, Lord Ashton, uh, Ashton supports him. I think, uh, you know, you don't have to have a boots-on-the-ground 
response. But he I didn't think actually. Lord Einstein actually said, said wait. Wait no, for the end says, inspector's says, report. Though he would hate the action that was not sanctioned by the nations, it was better than to let that uh, that body be further damaged by failure to respond. So well, you would support cruise missile strikes? I, th I think it's an option. I definitely think it's one option. Uh, no? Yeah, I mean, well, gosh, we've been waiting long enough. What do we need to wait for any longer? If you're Alexander? Wait for the UN to report back. Uh, and you because, wait for the UN Security Council to consider it. And you wait. The UN Council is going to accomplish anything because the Russians and the Chinese are going to take a position and veto it, um, rightly or wrongly. And, you know, this is going to be another Kosovo. Is that right, right Alexander? No, we had no uh, UN think, permission on I Kosovo. Think first of all, we must uh, remember one thing. What if it turns out that the rebels did that? Now, do we do do, do we consider them to have crossed the red line and, and whack them? Mm. I mean, what 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 would happen then? So that's, that's the situation. It's very confusing. And, and another thing which everyone forgets, if you have a country with chemical stockpiles, you cannot go for missiles against it. Well, you, you have to be release. very targeted and very careful. Well, yes, the, but you... <laughs> well, we've seen that happen. You, you know, go, with, you the, with the drones strips, in Pakistan know. and all that targeting thing and civilians dying and so on. So, no, you can't do this. If, it's just like going against that madman in North Korea who has nukes there. Nobody will dare do this because they understand the consequences. So you can't do this. But Assad doesn't have nukes. No, I'm talking about chemical weapons. So, you so know, he does have them then? Well, no, no I'm, I mean, I'm we, saying I, I, I guess we've proven the point. If we can't bomb them because of the chemical weapons stores, I guess we've proven the point. No, we the know he's got the, chemical no, no, weapons. No, no, no. The point is, by the way, that the rebels, when asked, uh, where do you get your weapons? They said, in part, where they have attacked the arsenals and the storages belonging to the Syrian army. So we can assume they've got some something themselves then your point about the rebels not being supported and armed excuse me they, but they were supported and armed the syrians have a powerful army it's not libyans so if those rebels could withstand how many years now two years at least you're getting slaughtered no no or fighting come on they they are definitely armed there was about forty thousand mercenaries crossing the border from mm. jordan and turkey only what three weeks ago mm. And the fighting intensified immediately, all armed and trained, by the way. This is, so, this is by the way, this is just an, an, another reason why this should have been addressed two years or a year and a half ago, because uh, while, while John Kerry is busy with Israel-Palestine, which is a non-event, they had his eye off the ball, and the same with Mr. Obama, because this is a far more impactful situation, bringing, as you say, bringing in foreign fighters from the area, and even from Western countries that will be trained jihadists see, coming problem, back to these countries. The problem is, you see, that if there was no Iraq or Libya, we could have been talking now about all those measures and what everybody could have done. But we look back at Iraq and Libya and we see what happened there. Are we, are we about to, to contemplate starting a war without the uh, will of Parliament, Bishop? Well, that's what terrifies me, because I thought that the Conservative government, and I thought actually both parties had said after the Iraq war that they would never again go to war uh, in any shape or form without parliamentary approval. Uh, and although I understand the law has not actually yet been formally passed it's by 2015, it should be law. The, 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 the commitment was clearly made by the Conservative Party in their manifesto yeah. that this mm. would not happen again. So what actually now, happened that means but, but, to me mm. that Parliament must be recalled before any missile is launched but, from any British ship because that is an act of war. Well, once you but, do but it. let's but, look but what to, was to actually be, said. Hold on a moment. Let's look mm. what was actually said. We know that MPs voted on the war in Iraq in 
2003 on the 2011 Libya conflict, a day after the first UK airstrikes. Uh, in 2006, the Blair government rejected a call uh, for Parliament's right to have a say in war decisions. Um, they said it had to have, this was Labour at the time, they said they had to have the ability to respond to events quickly. And here's what's interesting. It was in 2006 that the then opposition leader, David Cameron no less, said in a speech that trust in politics could only be restored if MPs had the final say on committing troops to war. I'm, I'm not defending Mr Cameron. I would say this no matter who's in power. A lot of times when you're in opposition, you say things you can't hold up to. You, you get a dose of reality when you become prime minister. Same so you Mr. would support going to well, war without I, the will of parliament? If, if, if possible, yeah, you would like to have the will of parliament. But at the same time, you do have to understand. I mean, Obama made lots of promises and then he, he, he Why got couldn't parliament reports. be recalled? Well, I, 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 all I'm saying is if you can recall them, great. But at the same time, it's the not executive, great, Charlie. Wait, well, you well, should well, do listen, it. Wait, well, hold on. The executive still needs to be the, the, the commander-in-chief, I know that Her Majesty is the commander-in-chief, but in essence, her minister is the commander-in-chief or, or advises her. You have to have that fluidity that in case of, of, of national emergency or a war, sometimes you have to act fast. I, I, I just don't think you have to, you know, in either system, the U.S. or the U.K. system, I think there still has to be some sort of frame, freedom for a prime minister to act. William Charlie, Hague. You, spoke, you speak with, with forked tongue because you just complained that it's taken two years for us to act on this, that we've been de delay after delay after mm. delay. What is there to prevent the British government, and as far as I'm concerned, the American government, seeking a democratic mandate before it launches oh, yeah, any missiles? It, I should have done it a year and a half ago. We're, we're well, in a position. Yeah, and it should we're, happen we're not now. In a, we're not in a position I like. Um, but we have what we have, and unfortunately, we're in a bigger hole. Look now at the words from the delay. Foreign Secretary William Hague. He said, We will also, this was him in the 21st of March debate in Libya. He told MPs preparing to vote on the action, quote, This is William Hague, we will also enshrine in law for the future the necessity of consulting Parliament on military action. Military and, and, action. And here we, here we, any troops. Here we clearly action. have national newspapers being briefed that we're, we're about to strike. Yep. I just, you know, I would like to ask Mr. Haig the substance of uh, his previous promise uh, when it now is set against a clear briefing that's taken place with national newspapers, obviously coming from the Foreign Office, that uh, we've been discussing the launching of nuclear, uh, not nuclear missiles, of, of uh, cruise missiles, uh, and that uh, uh, the Daily Mail is able to run a headline, Missile Strikes on Syria in Days. But then again, we don't, to, to, to be fair, uh, to play devil's advocate, we don't know that. This could be a lot of press bluster, and it could be a lot of bluster that the British government is, is trying to play uh, uh, Assad's bluff. Charlie, I, I, we, we I don't mean, know. I'm just playing, like I said, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate But when you get a whole, every national newspaper uh, with headlines which mm. are roughly the same, there has clearly been a briefing yeah. from an informed I mean, to, source. Yeah, to be, it to is be not, fair, it's, yeah. And I mean, that to, informed source must be from government sources. Mm. And, and, and to be fair, again, as, as reports in the States are coming, the administration is suddenly talking of their certainty of Assad crossing the red line. It sounds like they're setting things up for a missile strike of some sort. What worries me again is, is uh, you know, Mr. Obama is doing this more for Mr. Obama, I think, than for, for what's going on in Syria, you know, for more pictures of him in the situation room uh, you, and, and looking like the commander-in-chief, unfortunately. You, what, this, this is like another Bill Clinton, let's take out a, an aspirin. Factor. Alexander, what do you expect Assad's next move to be? Well, it's, it's difficult. I, I, I suspect that he's worried. I've, I suspect that he is uh, under huge pressure now, 
and especially he he is probably afraid that some of the sections of his regime might go against him you know when the situation is like that uh he might be afraid of uh, an internal struggle and um or being being actually not just removed even killed but um i think that uh, on the other hand of course um without without there is no urgency to attack at the moment because that is where i think both america and britain and france they're playing games here they do not need to attack at once even if it's proven even if it's proven that the syrian regime did use these chemical weapons what is the difference of several days when you can get parliament together when you can try and by the way if it's proven that assad did use those chemical weapons the russians and the chinese will not object to some military measures if it's proven but so why is that sudden uh, you know uh, emergency no no we have to do it tomorrow that happened with libya by the way where it was absolutely disgraceful after the resolution was passed which said that we have to try some diplomatic means we cannot move foreign troops into the uh, into libyan territory they broke every point every point of that resolution of the united nations they attacked practically immediately without giving any opportunity for any talks or anything we're seeing it here as well they're trying to tell us no 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 we have to do it at once the moment we find out that it, that was Assad's regime we, we we hit them at once why 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 not allow parliaments and even UN to take a resolution okay mark mark Alexander, my thank you mark, mark my words the UN, there. the UN will never come up with a conclusive resolution or not resolution but a conclusive report on this that's not that's not what they do we're going to pause there alexander thank you very much indeed we'll have a look at the other stories hitting the front pages of monday morning's newspapers with charlie and the bishop after the news it's 12:31